0: Will money solve the problem? My name is Chris Cooper, and every week on this podcast, I try to ask one big question you can chew on over the weekend. This week, I'm suggesting that your time is worth more than almost any amount of money. If you have a problem that money will solve, you're probably better to spend the money than to try and figure it out yourself. Let me give you an example. If you have to design a new t-shirt, you're way better to call Forever Fierce, have them design the t-shirt, off a template that you just choose from quickly and get on with the rest of your life. These guys can make your retail product profitable right away by giving you positive constraints. Here are 10 options. Here's what it looks like with your logo instead of the sample logo. Here's how to set up a pre-order so you're not wasting money stocking inventory, yada, yada, yada. You've got a product. On you go to the next thing. Or you could spend 30 hours trying to design the perfect t-shirt, browsing designs online, trying to copy one with your logo, trying to learn how to use Adobe something to figure it out. It's easy for me to say that it's better to spend money than time. But here's the truth. As an entrepreneur, your time is so valuable that it's almost hard to put a dollar figure onto it. I use the number 400 I think my time is worth about $400 per hour. And so any task that's less expensive per hour, I'll pay for instead of doing myself. But it's also true that when you want to do something for yourself to save money, it usually winds up taking a lot more time than you think and you don't value that time appropriately. Seth Godin, one of my all-time favorite business writers, tells this story about shaving a yak. One day, Seth noticed that his lawn was growing and he was wondering like, where the heck is my lawnmower? Went to look in the shed, couldn't find the lawnmower. Went to look in his basement, garage, couldn't find the lawnmower until he remembered that he had lent it to his neighbor. Went over to his neighbor's house, knock, 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 knock. Neighbor's not home. Came back an hour later, knock, 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 knock. The neighbor says, yeah, I've got your lawnmower, but I'm not going to give it back until you give me back all the stuff you borrowed from me. And so Seth said, well, what's the list of stuff you know that I borrowed from you? Well, you borrowed my favorite hat and you borrowed my favorite chainsaw and you also borrowed my favorite handmade yak wool sweater. So Seth says, okay, well, I'll run home and get all that stuff right now and then I'll get my lawnmower back and then I can mow my lawn. So he goes home, finds all the stuff except for the yak sweater, brings it all back to the neighbor. Here you go, good enough? Neighbor says, nope, gotta have my hand-knit yak sweater back. Seth says, okay, he goes home, can't find a sweater, doesn't know what he did with it, searches his house for two hours. Then he decides, you know what, I'm just going to buy a new one. Forget it. My time is worth more than this. So he starts looking around online and he spends about two hours searching for hand-knit yak sweaters in his city. Can't find a single one. He's going to have to find somebody who can knit it for him. So he spends another two hours trying to find somebody who can knit a sweater. Finally, he finds one and he calls him up and she says, I can knit the sweater for you, but I don't have any yak wool. And he says, well, where can I buy some? And she says, well, you know, you could buy some here, but it'll take two weeks. Or if you've got a spinning wheel, you could spin it yourself. So he says, okay, um, where can I find a spinning wheel? You get it. The story goes on and on and on until finally his wife comes home at the end of the day and says, why is the lawn still not mowed? And he says, I'm going to get to it tomorrow as soon as I finish shaving this yak, The problem is we undervalue the amount of time it actually takes to do something that we're not set up to do. If Seth wanted to mow his lawn and the lawnmower was already in his yard, he could go do it or he could pay a kid 10 bucks to do it. But by doing it himself, he had to do all these other tasks first. And so it's really easy to procrastinate or to avoid hard work or to even just get deflected from the work we should be doing because we've got to shave the yak. I had a conversation with some coaches this morning. I'm really, really excited about our next generation of coaches at Catalyst. So excited about them that I'm running the ATC myself instead of letting another senior coach run it. So this morning, the question was, uh, when do they get their L1s? And three or four of them are going to be getting their L1s in in Southern Michigan in about two months. The problem was that they couldn't all afford the L1. And my rules say that I want them invested enough to pay for their own l one but I will lend them the money if they need a loan and they can pay me back in hours coached over time. All four of them wanted a loan and that was fine. But if you're not in that position to make them uh, or to give them the money, to loan them the money, you're gonna be paralyzed. Your coaches won't have the money. It'll take them months to get the money and you'll be coaching for another six months. You'll be shaving the yak until you can knit the sweater that will allow you to get your lawnmower back So my question then is, should you be taking out debt um, to cover these things? I want to talk for a minute about good debt and bad debt because Jeff Smith and I had an awesome webinar recording yesterday about building cash flow assets. Good debt creates a cash flow asset. So this might be a loan to buy a building that 10 years from now will be paying you rent. It might also be a loan to pay for an L1 for a staff person who will leverage your time back. Bad debt buys you a trinket, okay? You know, taking out uh, a loan to buy new games equipment, it's probably bad debt. If you've got 10 true way treadmills, that might be bad debt because it's not really clear how that treadmill is going to drive revenue over and over and over and over instead of just taking up floor space and looking really cool. So, good debt creates an asset that will automatically generate revenue for you or automatically generate time for you, okay? Optimally, it starts paying for you directly, like a building. But secondarily, it's still worthwhile if it's a coach because they will generate revenue for you for 10 or 20 years if you do it right. Bad debt will not. Bad debt requires you to pay something off without, you know, paying for itself. So the question is, again... Is it worth spending the money if you're creating a cash flow asset it is worth getting the money and spending the money because that is going to free up your time you know taking a loan to pay for four coaches to go get their l ones if you had to do it, you should do it i don 't have to do it luckily, but I would do it. I would borrow the money if I had to. Taking a loan to buy ten more rowers is something i wouldn't do because it's not clear how 10 more rowers would actually increase my cash flow in the business or generate revenue over and over and over again. And so finally, the, co- the question of mentoring is going to come up here. When I spent money on my first mentor, it was money I probably didn't have. As I've said a few times in the last month, that $500 check should have bounced. But it would still have been cheaper for me to spend my last $500 on mentoring than to spend the next five years trying to figure it out for myself. There are some cases where it is better to just spend the money. Investing in a cash flow asset is a great way to do it. I want you to have a great weekend. If you're in Canada, enjoy your Canada Day. If you're in the States, enjoy 4th of July. You have earned a break. When you come back to it, I want you to start prioritizing your time more because it's the most valuable asset you have.